Welcome to the GX podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing healthcare, the current healthcare landscape, and more specifically, the alignment of health plans and PBMs. Our experts today are going to discuss several topics, including the key drivers for several recent mergers and acquisitions in healthcare, how technology and automation might play a key role, um, and if we have time, we're going to touch upon specific topics like data migration and source of truth. Joining me today, I have special guest Gary Harvey, industry executive, and Galaxy's own Diraj Mishra, Chief Automation Officer, and Tor Carlson, Vice President of Business Development. So welcome to the show, team. Thanks, Tracy. Thank you. So I'm going to just jump right in and um, kind of um, open it up to Tor with a, kind of a general question. So what are some of the reasons behind the challenges that healthcare, or more specifically health plans, um, are facing today? Interesting, broad question. Um, mm -hmm. it really, I, a little context might help. It, it, I, I always see it, and I think we our experience is, it's the cascading of events uh, that leads the PBM to the situation. Um, a pharmacy benefit plan is typically a subset of the medical plan. And because it's a, a subset, uh, they depend on the PBM's ability to adjudicate a, a pharmacy benefit claim. And that requires the PBM to describe the capability, complexity, data constructs that you can build the plan from. So really the PBM kind of drives how sophisticated the health plan can be with their, their prescription benefit structures and plan construct. Um, so that it really then leads to the PBM driving and um, the, the plan depending on the, the PBM to help design and uh, end up with the final plan design and capability. Um, then that leads to the, the health plan not really having the final set of data plan constructs um, or have they invested in the systems or processes necessary to own, manage, and, and do the same level of design um, that they would do in a medical construct? So there you have it. They, they now um, have depended and depend on the size of the PBM and the complexity and the duration. The, the health plans often find themselves in a, a risky spot over time because they truly don't know what the final plan construct looks like from a data and nuance that has been adjudicated to their clients for many, many years. So they sit there in this, this sense of how do I take data from one PBM to another? So they've essentially outsourced that portion of their business, right? Is that what kind of what you're saying? Effectively, I don't think it starts that way intentionally. It's mm -hmm. just the nature of the business and the complexity that the PBM, since they since they have handed off the adjudication portion of it, and the dependency in the PBM to adjudicate whatever claim it is, it ends up being that way. So has that driven? Um, and I'll direct this really to Diraj. Has that really driven some of the alignment? I'll say in mergers that we've seen between the health plans and the PBMs in recent years. Uh, I think that's a great observation, uh, Tracy. That. Uh, uh, there has been uh, an alignment. Uh, uh, it's actually, you know, a paradigm shift. So the short answer to your question is, uh, Tracy, that yes, you know, uh, that uh, change in landscape is uh, extremely important and is driving the need. What's the urgency now to address that? The fact that you've outsourced this, right? Is that now top of mind for a lot of health plans? 
Uh, absolutely. Uh, I think, you know, uh, it, it'll be at uh, different levels for uh, different pairs. But for some pairs, uh, you know, the, you know, the, you know, it has become mandatory to switch, uh, make the switch very quickly. And for others, you know, they may be, uh, they may have uh, some time or they may be okay with this realignment that's going on. But, uh, you know, for the ones, you know, where uh, their business outcomes are going to be different now because of this, uh, you know, uh, realignment, or they have to switch the vendor, uh, then uh, it's extremely, extremely urgent now. Um, and I'd like to invite Gary to, to just add some comments to that in regards to the, the challenges. Anything you'd like to add to that discussion? No, it's a good discussion. I mean, stepping back to, to Tor's comments, um, the, the other challenge is that not only is it outsourced, but even on the, even on the medical side of benefits for health plans, um, they quite often do not have um, a, a source of truth or a separate system that maintains it. Um, you know, plans for, for many, many years uh, have really just coded uh, the benefits either for pharmacy or for medical directly into the claim processing systems. Um, and so you can see that by following that path, when they outsource that to a PBM, you know, they're losing control um, of managing, you know, managing that, you know, that, that, that benefit definition. Um, I, I think that, you know, to Deeraj's comments, yes, the acquisition when, when, a, when a large, especially a large national plan, uh, acquires a PBM that might be used by uh, a number of other uh, plans, either commercial or, or blue-based plans, um, it creates um, concern um, because now you have a national competitor that uh, um, owns the, you know, your PBM uh, provider. Um, some plans uh, can feel comfortable about it. Uh, but the other major you know, or, or another major driver um, for, for change is really around cost. Um, as we all know, pharmacy costs um, are considered to be some of the highest costs in healthcare today, and have been for a number of years. That um, you have you have health plans that are looking at ways um, to implement new, more innovative designs around uh, pharmacy, around drugs, uh, drug spend, drug costs, um, and and that's a, a key area where PBMs try to compete with one another. On um, the other element here are large groups. So, you know, PBM, a, excuse me, a health plans customer are groups, uh, and especially very large groups that are self-funded, um, they are putting a lot of pressure on driving down drug costs. Um, and so they also come up at times uh, with what they believe are, you know, unique or competitive designs or desires. Um, and so it creates, uh, you know, a lot of competition in the marketplace amongst PBMs to be able to bring programs um, to bear uh, that help manage uh, costs, um, that can help, um, you know, innovate uh, both generic and non-generic brand management um, and, and, can, and can help a health plan go to market um, with, with stronger strategies uh, in, in those arenas. Um, and so all of those factors together are what uh, really drive, I think, you know, the, the health plans today to look at saying, gee, uh, maybe I, I should look at changing this, this PBM relationship I've had for a number of years uh, because there could be some more competitive, you know, um, opportunities out there um, for my benefit. So I think that's, a, and thanks for summarizing that. I think that uh, if anything I've learned from this brief discussion is uh, there's a lot of challenges and they're pretty complex at the, at the end of the day. 
Um, and Tor, how expensive is it for clients to address these challenges? Um, I'm guessing, does it require significant bandwidth from the healthcare entities and, and how are they uh, addressing that? Well, it, that's a, it's a relative question. Uh, it depends uh, on the size of the plan. Um, generally speaking, it, it's not in terms of the benefit they're going to achieve from migrating from one PBM to another. The expense incur incurred is, is really not that big a deal. What influences the expense are mainly the things that Diraj and Gary touched on. Um, the incumbent PBM, how long they've been there, uh, the size and complexity of the plans, um, um, what, how, how sophisticated the health plan is with managing the, the benefit plan currently, how much of that data do they have. Uh, all of those are factors that influence. Also, uh, you have to understand what the target PBM is. The target PBM is going to have a different adjudication capability. It's going to have different capabilities for complexity and sophistication, data constructs. Uh, so the going from the incumbent to the target matters and will factor in to the, to the complexity and ultimately the cost. Um, but, but the overall um, spending, if you consider all those elements, the benefits and the return on investment, um, it's not overly that expensive. Uh, from a Galaxy perspective specifically, um, Galaxy brings in uh, industry experts, has a lot of the hands-on people to guide and support and do the data migration. Certainly it takes um, a lot of involvement from the, the health plan because it touches every aspect of their business. Um, but from, from a, a, um, a pharmacy benefit plan data handling management um, it's uh, galaxy brings a lot to the table to support that and it depends on the size and scale of the health plan on what what they need to invest in that okay. portion of it. um gary you touched upon a topic i want to go back to which is the source of truth effort is it required to combine a source of truth effort with a pbm migration or is do you have a recommended best practice that you you would um, um recommend to to our listeners? Well, you, know, you could probably say it's certainly not an absolute requirement, but if you don't have something um, like a source of truth in place, then it makes the migration even more difficult. And I, I think, you know, Tora's point uh, around, around, you know, costs, you know, plans are doing this because the ROI of making the switch, um, you know, outweighs, you know, costs. Um, but that, that also only works if you have, you know, a very accurate migration of, of the benefit plans, um, you know, your, your pharmacy benefit plans. And, and, you know, again, if you have been with an incumbent vendor for a number of years and you've relinquished control uh, of those benefits, um, they're managing them. Uh, you're sending over changes on email or change forms. You don't really have a record of all of that. Uh, it's difficult for you to sit down and piece, piece everything together, especially over a long number of years, especially for your largest self-funded groups. Um, it, you know, it, it becomes a very difficult process uh, to maybe ensure that what you are implementing on your new vendor uh, accurately reflects the intent um, that, that has been there all along and the intent, you know, that the groups have contracted with you for. So that's where a source of truth comes into play. Now, um, you know, with, with Galaxy and, um, um, you know, Torres mentioned people, there's also tools, uh, but the ability to build a source of truth while you do the migration, uh, I would say it is, is a best practice if you don't have one already in place. 
Um, and because what you're going to have to do if you don't have one in place is you're going to have to, during the migration, piece it all together. Um, and if you're piecing it all together, you need some place um, to, to store that, you know, those definitions. Um, and it also provides you an opportunity to take back control and ownership of, of managing those definitions. Um, not only so you can clean them, you can look for, uh, you know, often over a number of years, benefit plans, there's a lot of replication, there's a lot of duplication. Um, so a migration also is a time to clean a lot of that up. Um, you know, often, you know, there's design intent changes to, to change how some of the benefit structures are set uh, to make them more efficient. Uh, so when you do a migration, there's also a lot of efficiency gains that can come out of it. And so while, while you're doing this, uh, building a source of truth, um, loading all of your benefits there, your structures, the plans, um, all of those definitions um, in an environment that allows you to manage them going forward, not only allows you to then hand them to the new PBM uh, during the migration much easier, um, it also makes sure that as you have changes, instead of just tossing a change over email or, uh, or, or a form of some type you know, to the new PBM, you implement that in your source of truth and then the source of truth sends the feed. Um, and then downstream, um, and a lot of people don't think about this, but some of these relationships and these contracts with PBMs, they're three or five years years or five years, the new PBM isn't providing what you had expect, or there's new innovations in the market, um, you, you know, you want to make a change again. Uh, now you have a repository, a source of truth that eliminates a lot of work uh, for migration and just makes any future migration go uh, much more streamlined. So, you know, it, it really is a best practice. Um, and unfortunately, I, I don't think, you know, well, I, I don't know the exact number, um, but a large number of plans don't have uh, source, uh, sources of truth of their benefits in place uh, would be my expectation. And um, uh, since you have to touch them and them all over um, to give them to a new PBM, why not load them in a source of truth at the same time? And now you can maintain them going, on, going forward. So you, you basically pay for that during the migration. Right, which makes sense. And I, you actually answered a question I have, which was carrying it forward. How, how does that make sense? Which it sounds like it does. Um, and Deeraj, you know, we had, Tor talked about a lot of the challenges. Gary talked some best practices. Um, how, how automated is the approach um, and has it been leveraged to address these challenges? If you could talk a little bit about that. Uh, so th that's a great question, uh, Tracy. And I think, you know, uh, in Gary's description, uh, he talked about the end-to-end -end process. And uh, fortunately, we have automation that starts from uh, identifying the benefits at a health plan, that now, uh, what's the right version of the benefits, uh, the ones which are being adjudicated on a day-to-day -day basis, and then putting them in a source of truth. So that portion is automated. And then uh, we also discussed uh, the, how the benefits needs to be uh, analyzed and passed down to the PBM. That portion is automated as well. Uh, our automation is available to the PBMs to not, not only uh, uh, you know, uh, automate the loading of the claim system, but now they can take the feed directly from the health plan and channel it to their adjudication system so it's a long way of saying, uh, Tracy, that uh, the end-to-end -end process of uh, capturing the benefit intent 
and making sure it goes accurately and uh, in a very fast expedited way to the claim system is uh, fully automated. And uh, not to say that, you know, it's a silver bullet, 100% automation, you don't have to, you know, have any human intervention. It is there, brings in uh, a lot of savings to uh, all the entities involved in the process. And it sounds like what you're telling me is if, it, if, if it's connected to a PBM that's also uh, on a technology platform, we, we've either implemented or, or understand it's going to be even more automated at that point. That, that's right, Tracy. Yeah, you, you got it. Tracy, if I can interrupt, just add something to, to what D-Roy was saying. The, the, other, the other piece is around testing of the benefits um, you know, during the migration process. And, um, you know, the things that always, always runs late and always gets changed uh, in any migration process. Um, and unfortunately, what that means is that many times plans have to accept going live um, without having done a lot you know, regression testing uh, on how benefits are paying. Um, uh, and that, has a, that can have a lot of ramifications. It ramifications to members, ramifications to providers because they're paying different. Now, sometimes the, the, the difference in pay is expected because the designs have changed. Uh, sometimes they're, you know, they're, they're unexpected. Um, and that's, that's where problems come in. And, and so, again, because, you know, the source of truth in the automation, um, it just makes the whole testing process much, much more streamlined. Um, you run a lot more tests, uh, you have access to, you know, to the data to do comparisons on, um, you know, because you have it, you know, in place. So I, I don't want to, yeah, I didn't want to lose that point uh, because it is something that, that's really important in my opinion. Um, um, so just, a, just another point of where automation and having a source of truth can help, help feed and, and make the process more efficient. One of the key goals of any migration is uh, zero impact to members. And what Gary just said, you know, about uh, testing, you know, being so important in this whole process, uh, regression testing, uh, is achieved. Uh, that zero member impact is achieved through uh, what Gary just laid out, uh, the regression testing part. So, Deeraj, it sounds like what you're saying is, to what level do we test and when do we test and how does that impact when they go live? So, uh, you know, I think, you know, this is one best practice that should be followed everywhere. Uh, it's about making sure that uh, the testing is comprehensive and Gary mentioned regression testing. And um, it's, uh, it's a very, uh, you know, heavily used term, but actually making sure uh, regression testing has the full coverage and, uh, you know, full coverage, not only, you know, in the benefits, but also in the membership and the data is really, really a tough thing to achieve in the healthcare uh, uh, industry. So what you need is, uh, you know, fully end-to-end -end automated uh, uh, solution to achieve that testing. And uh, uh, I don't know, you know, if we have talked about it before, but uh, this end-to-end -end automation that we refer to is made up of different products that we have like GX Capture, uh, you have GX Claims, and then you have GX Care. Uh, uh, but uh, GX claims is the portion where uh, all this regression testing happens. And to be able to do testing once is very difficult in this industry. And to be able to do uh, you know, three times, four times, five times until you do not see any issue, that's the name of the game. You know? And that's where you need to get to, to achieve that zero member impact uh, solution. And uh, GX claims is one of the solutions that achieves that. 
So you're saying then when we go live day one, it's already not, not only just been tested once, it's been tested to the nth degree where we have as minimum errors as we, um, so day one, you're having zero impact to the end user. Okay, so I wanna, is with that kind of point in mind, I wanted to circle back to something we've, we've discussed a little bit here is talking about ROI. So what kind of ROI could a client expect to see then with this type of solution or this type of migration and source of truth solution? Uh, so uh, I, I can, you know, chime in. Uh, this ROI uh, number or figure or percentage, however we want to capture it, uh, it would probably be different for uh, different payers or different, you know, uh, users. And uh, uh, one thing that has struck me, uh, what Gary said, you know, about the process. So if you look at the process, there is a lot of work associated with benefits, discovery, verification, uh, baselining them, testing and uh, avoiding defects. So that itself will put you north of 20%. And uh, I say north of 20% and not, you know, a very high number purely because, you know, that's the minimum you can get. If you have automated, if you have a source of truth within your uh, environment, then at least 20% of the problem goes away. You don't even have to deal with it. And uh, this savings, uh, this ROI can go from anywhere from 20% to 50%, depending upon you know, uh, how, how dependent uh, an entity is on their PBM vendor. So if they have been with the vendor for a really long time, uh, the ROI is going to be much higher, purely because you know, uh, a lot of work uh, would have to be done manually and automation you know, cuts through that. So the ROI becomes higher. But at a minimum, if you have a, a source of truth in your environment, then you are looking at a minimum savings of 20% uh, is what we can say. Uh, Gary, Tor, any comments? Yeah, I, I was, I was going to jump in. Um, there's also, I agree with that. I think there's also another level of ROI that uh, establishing the source of truth and speaking specifically of Galaxy's capability through GX Capture, um, there is iteration and ease of iteration through plan design and and measuring of, of old plan to new plan um, that allows the speed to market to increase significantly. Um, it will, as Gary mentioned earlier, getting the intent right. You know, there's one thing to establish the intent and agreement with with your client. Uh, the other is taking that intent, transferring it to the adjudication engine, and getting it accurate. So um, again, if you establish the source of truth, uh, specifically leveraging GX Capture, uh, the intent as it's designed over to adjudication platform is, is very high, if not 100% exact. But there's also a, a an avoidance uh, piece to this uh, ROI equation, and that that will definitely differ based upon plan to plan, but uh, or payer to payer, excuse me. Um, and, you know, we, we mentioned or alluded to earlier that many payers have uh, outsourced this over a long As what you find in migrations of this part is that uh, the way that your incumbent PBM vendor has been paying uh, and applying the benefits uh, are not exactly the way that the intent for them to be paid and applied uh, was set up. Um, it's not, it is not a matter of negligence or anything of that nature. It's just a matter of translation changes over a period of time. Um, it, it, it happens. And, you know, what, what occurs there is that 
you know, the avoidance piece is that if you go live in those scenarios and, and you haven't had the opportunity to really understand and test through those and see those differences, which, which come out of regression testing, um, then you are very likely um, to have a number of not, not just member uh, or provider concerns, but you could also have concerns with your groups um, because now, you know, the groups look and say, well, wait a minute, you know, this isn't how we designed it or we jointly designed, you know, a benefit to be paid. Um, and, and, you know, I think understanding all of that uh, during the migration process, um, you know, allows you to assess, do you have any of these scenarios? Um, if you have a scenario, um, how can you plan for it? Uh, how do you need to deal with it? Um, you know, is it, is it significant? Is it insignificant? Um, again, the combination of, of having, you know, taken ownership back of your benefits by building a source of truth, the combination of the automation and the testing, you know, to, to do run multiple, multiple regression test scenarios um, and create claim scenarios uh, and payment scenarios um, to identify, you know, if there are going to be any differences, uh, not only differences that you didn't expect because maybe they, they haven't been processing as you intended, but also differences because of a new design you just implemented and you have an understanding of how that probably should pay. Um, but this now gives you an opportunity to test and see if it's really going to pay that way. Um, and so this avoidance factor downstream, um, I think also is, is a big lift. It's hard to put a number or percentage on it, uh, but it's definitely something there for organizations uh, to feel much more comfortable about what they're, what they're putting into the market um, you know, for, for their members and, and for their groups uh, related to these benefits. So it sounds like I heard there's, in, in terms of ROI, there's definitely some immediate ROI. And then depending also on, on the size and, and the complexity, there's definitely going to be some, some downstream opportunities. Um, and with regard to that, if you do have a source of truth and you are able to, to um, I'll, I guess I'll say tweak that data and look into that data, are there opportunities, Diraj, for uh, applications of AI and predictive analytics in terms of understanding what's going to be best for the market? Uh, absolutely, Tracy. You know, you have touched upon, uh, you know, a very important point that uh, having an, uh, an SOT, a source of truth, enables you to be able to do all kinds of predictive modeling stuff uh, that you would not be able to do before because one, you know, you do not have the data to begin with because it's with uh, your vendor. And second, uh, these new capabilities that uh, are available now using AI and ML, you can uh, look at different benefits and uh, design uh, what-if scenarios on how to make the benefits more efficient. And once you have you know, a more profitable scenario for uh, the pair, you can very easily transmit it. So that's the beauty of this whole uh, process wow. that we have been discussing for the uh, last few minutes. Wow, that's, it's fascinating to understand even in the last couple of years how advanced we've, we've come in terms of, of healthcare and health plans and understanding how much farther we have to go. Um, any predictions on that note, um, I'll ask to the team, this is not part of our, our, um, our script, if you will. Any predictions on what we're gonna see in the next you know, three, five years with, with the health plan, um, really health plan PBM interaction? Any thoughts on that? Tor, I'll, I'll throw it to you first. Yeah, I think, you know, technology obviously touches everything. And I would take the example of the pharmacy benefit plan as a corner case in applying automation. Um, 
obviously these health plans are enormous, complex, you know, billions and trillions of dollars are flowing through all of them. Um, it's now the corner case that the pharmacy plan, you know, stimulated by migration, bigger return on investment. Um, and firms like Galaxy taking a critical look at how to make, how to apply technology and automation to make it more efficient, take human beings out of it, minimize errors, um, and, and ultimately deliver higher value back to the client. Better plans that are more nuanced, more targeted. So I think that perspective, um, there's going to be a greater, greater push into all these corner cases of operations, execution, um, within healthcare and outside of healthcare. I, I think it's gonna, we're just really starting to gain momentum of it. And then you're gonna overlay the, the whole advancement to machine learning and AI and how that impacts business process decision-making. So again, I think it's just the beginning. Well, I agree and I, I think that, you know, we are, um, have continued to evolve in trying to capture a lot of data and analytics related to um, how effective treatment protocols are, um, you know, so if I'm, you know, how, and I think that that can be extended into some of these plan designs and formularies that all are wrapped around, uh, wrapped around PBMs. And it's not just about how cost effective it is for managing the cost of the drugs, but really the outcomes, you know, for the members, um, you know, that, that, the drugs are being prescribed to. And I think, you know, you have more and more advancement in technology and AI and, 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 uh, and analytics. Uh, you have more connectivity uh, that's occurring. Um, you know, you have blockchain that's out there uh, to, to kind of, you know, provide, you know, other layers of security in a lot of these transactions. Um, and so what, what, I, what I would envision moving forward is this, is this uh, you know, rapid growth uh, and being able to connect um, the fact that, you know, this, you know, that based upon, you know, these drugs being provided uh, to these members, you are seeing outcomes, you know, how does that trace all the way back into the design aspect of the formulary design of the benefit plans, um, you know, that, that, are, that are actually managed by the health plans, if you will, those are, those are the benefits that you pay for, uh, right? Um, are, there, are there unique plan designs um, there that can demonstrate you know, to members and demonstrate the groups um, that very specific plan designs and plan types um, really help uh, attack certain uh, certain health-related issues, um, you know, and the like. So I just think you see much more end-to-end uh, -end connectivity, um, you know, continuing because of all the technology um, and the ability, you know, to, to track and the ability uh, to, to, to intersect all of these points together, uh, you know, going forward. Will that drive, uh, Deeraj, is this going to drive uh, transparency and more specifically transparency to the consumer, which is a, a really, I think, a hot topic um, now and going forward? Uh, absolutely. And uh, I think Gary touched on this, that now, uh, the consumer behavior is also uh, changing. It's evolving. And uh, with greater use of technology, uh, one thing that you implicitly get is transparency. So we have been talking about source of truth on this session. Uh, the, the fact that source of truth is nothing but, you know, the benefits that get offered to uh, the uh, end users, the consumers, availability of those benefits uh, within a payer, I'm just taking it as an example, uh, now enables the payer to be able to respond to a consumer in a much quicker fashion that if you or I, you know, we went, went to the health plan's website and said, hey, what, what's my coverage? 
now the health plan has all that data sitting within their boundaries and they can respond to um, uh, the request much faster and in a much more granular and deeper way than they could before because you know before they were working with either feeds or they were working with a summary of benefit coverage which is uh, you know what the general uh, you know standard is but now that you have all the 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 full details available you can tap into the real time most accurate version of the truth uh, right away using technology talk about roi i mean it's not something that you're going to realize immediately but definitely uh increased customer service to your end user which is really the name of the game and and, and getting you more um market share and ultimately providing increased benefits um all sounds good to me even as a consumer on that note i'd like to thank everyone for their time today we've covered a lot of topics i look forward to um, exploring not only source of truth, but the PBM health plan relationship in further podcasts. Thanks a lot for your time, guys. Thank you, everyone.